Hi guys, welcome to the Shelf Help Keep Calm and Stay Well series. So this is daily bite-sized interviews with our favorite authors and experts to help you guys manage um, the next few weeks and months as well as you can. So today I'm really happy to be talking to Tara Swart, who is um, executive coach with a background in psychological medicine and neuroscience. And she's the, also the author of the brilliant book, The Source, which was one of our previous books of the month, but awesome, awesome book, which I can totally recommend. Now we have the time to read it. So thanks Tara for being here. If I dive straight in, I'm going to ask you about uh, how you stay well mentally. I actually really wanted to say you are such a light in these times that I really wanted to be part of this because I feel like it's so helpful for people. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, tough question, to be honest, particularly just it's just such a change in routine. Like both you or I are in, are in different homes. Um, mm. I'm, I'm trying to take it as an opportunity to build really good habits. So one of the things that I talk about a lot that I, you know, sometimes I do it really well and sometimes a bit less so is meditation. And so what I'm doing now is the minute I wake up, I'm doing it first thing before I do anything else, even before I have a sip of water, which is for me, the glass of water is always the first thing. But now I feel like if I'm not doing the meditation every day, I feel like things could really spiral. And mm -hmm. that if I don't do it first thing, I'll get distracted by so many things because you know, I think many of us are in that situation now where we're working in our household and it's like more attractive to do the washing up than your work sometimes. Um, and of course, you know, Netflix is eternally appealing. So I'm using the meditation as my absolute grounding to then, you know, have little things throughout the day that I do more because I'm being more mindful. Sure. Um, and this is a question totally for me, um, because I try and wake up, I try and meditate as soon as I wake up. But if I'm still feeling a bit sleepy, I find it really hard to not go back into that kind of sleepy mode. So do you kind of take yourself into a different room? Do you get dressed first? Or you're, how do you do it and make sure that you're kind of awake and present for it? I, I don't go to a different room or get dressed. So I literally do it like in bed. Okay. But I do have this little thing, which um, is, I've, you know, it's a remnant from being a teenager, which is when I first wake up, I give myself some time. I, you know, I lie there for a bit. I sort of just let myself wake up. Um, and then before I get out of bed, I think, right, I'm doing the meditation. So I know what you mean. I mean, if you're half awake, it's not as good. So, um, you know, I love that period of sort of, I've just woken up, but I don't have to get out of bed yet. So I just lie there and enjoy it for a bit. And then I think, okay, I'm going to do my meditation. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, what about physically? How are you staying well physically at the moment? So you mentioned you're in a different home, so you're out of your routine. What, can, um, what do you do to kind of keep that part of your life in, in flow? Being out of routine is one thing, but also the fact that you can't go to a gym, you can't go mm -hmm. to you know, the regular classes that you go to. And I know that there are lots of really good online resources and my friends are WhatsApping me constantly, like, you know, which are the good ones. But I was really inspired by a friend who said he's put his static bike on his balcony so that he can get fresh air and do exercise. And that the, you know, the family are queuing up to do that. What I'm doing <laughs> is I'm just trying to move around the house as much as possible during the day. So not get trapped into just sitting at the desk all day. Um, I actually do have some outside space. So, you know, just going for a walk seems like such a luxury now, but it really clears your head and makes you feel so much better. If you are able to go outside, then, you know, I think running is a great way to sweat off that stress hormone cortisol. Um, and of course, you know, the one thing you can take anywhere is your yoga mat. And, you know, I feel lucky enough that I have got a practice that I can do that I don't, you know, need to look at a screen or something. So I'm, I'm building that up. And, you know, what's been really nice again is, because I'm doing it daily now, 
I'm feeling like I'm improving really quickly and like, you know, getting back to how I was when I first started, you know, it's one of those things that actually I don't do enough in my normal routine. So I'm enjoying getting to do it more. And how about, um, how about spiritually? How do you stay well spiritually? That is an interesting one because, you know, one of the most overwhelming feelings at the moment is of disconnection. And actually, as you were saying, just before we got on, you know, to, to, to this bit, that so much screen time now, because that's the only way like to be with people. So, you know, the meditation is obviously, you know, it, it feeds it, it, it's mental and spiritual. What I'm really cognizant of is, you know, I'm isolated with one other person, my husband. And so I think keeping that connection, considering that we're both working from home, we're now both having to do a lot more housework because we can't have other people coming into the house. Um, and the fact that we're going through the emotional challenges, perhaps sometimes at different rates and just trying to be so mindful of that. And like, you know, journaling for myself, but also really reminding myself that it's not the same for everyone. You know, some people want to watch the news all day. Some people think it's bad to watch too much bad news. Some people want to go out. Some people are happy to stay at home. Some people you know, want to like find more new ways, different ways of working. And some people are quite happy to just like settle back for a little bit. So I think maintaining the connection with the person that you're actually physically with is probably a really important way of staying part of community, which to me is the spiritual thing that can really, you know, become lacking in, in, in these circumstances. Yeah, brilliant. That's such a good, um, such a good answer because we do need to consider other people, even though it's, we're talking about self-isolating and social distancing. Um, when you're with a partner or a family, then um, very much it's a case of it being a unit, isn't it? And kind of, like you say, working out how you're going to get through this together. And do you have, would there be one piece of advice, one piece of wisdom that you could give all of us for just kind of um, managing the next few weeks and months as best we can? I do actually. And I think, you know, it comes from the neuroscience of what I've written about in the source about mental resilience or inner strength, if you like. I do think that's the one key element that will mean the difference between us surviving or thriving. So I feel like there's a way through this where you struggle through and you feel really depressed and, you know, you sort of, you come out of it just, you know, having had a bad experience, or there's a choice of a way to come out of it being your best self, better, stronger, in better habits than you were before. And so the thing that I'd like to share with the Shelf Help um, listeners that, you know, maybe not everybody knows because I come from a psychological background is about the Kubler-Ross grief or change curve. Mm -hmm. So it's a psychological curve that we go through, we all go through it when anything, there's a massive change or a loss. And I'd say we've got, you know, both at the moment. And so it's a curve that goes through shock and denial, then anger, then depression, then what they call bargaining, which is trying to find purpose and understand why things have happened the way that they are. And then only if you go through all of that, do you move forward to acceptance. Mm. Now, what tends to happen is people can stagnate in one of those and then, you know, it just delays the whole process, which is kind of what I meant about people moving at different rates. Um, the slightly alarming thing here is that we'll probably all have to go through that curve several times before this is behind us. So I think just knowing about it really helps you to think, you know, maybe we are getting into more arguments with our partner, or maybe we are feeling really depressed. But if you understand change and loss, I think that's really helpful. So I hope that helps. Yeah, that's really, that's super helpful and um, very realistic. I love it. Thank you so much. That's really kind of you to spend your time with us. Um, how can people follow you if they want to find out more about this? 
Well, one of the things we all have more time for now is Instagram, right? So, oh, I thought you were going to say reading. <laughs> um, yeah, no, reading, podcasts, um, social media in a positive, you know, used in a positive yeah. way. So, yeah, I mean, you know, as you know, there are loads of exercises in the book, which could be like, helpful in a different way now to what they were before. Mm. Um, I'm definitely taking the opportunity to catch up on, on podcasts. And, you know, I've, I've done some that I think your listeners will probably already have heard, but there's a few new ones coming out. Um, and I am just trying to keep up the sort of messages that we've discussed today on Instagram. So, yeah, I'm really happy Brilliant. for people to connect there.